Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. Janet Adkison here with you. We are joined this week by a Missouri Farm Bureau member and probably a pretty well-known Missouri Farm Bureau member because they keep calling on him for a number of speeches and engagements. We are talking with Matt Moreland. Matt is the owner of Red Barn Ranch, which is south of Kansas City around Harrisonville, and uh, definitely a gentleman in the agritourism market that has uh, really made a name for himself. And not over the last couple 20 years, but just over the last handful of years that you kind of jumped into this business after being in more conventional agriculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So um, actually, we just finished up what's technically our 10th year, um, kind of a- a- at the stage that we operate now in. It's It's been more like uh, five years, okay. so but still relatively new into agritourism. But um, but it's been it's been an amazing process for us as we trans- transitioned into agritourism, um, just to, to find the amount of people we could reach and and the 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 power that we had that agritourism has to tell the story of agriculture and and to educate people that that really need to be educated that don't know where their food comes from. So it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, it's been it's been great for the family. Um, we've had so much fun doing it, and and the opportunities that it's opened up and, and created have, have just been second to none. Now, you gave a presentation during the Young Farmers and Ranchers Conference, and that's where I had the chance to catch up with you. And during your presentation, I sat there for the whole thing, and you were very engaging and obviously very passionate about this topic, Matt. Yeah, well, thank you for setting through my presentation. Um, <laughs> I wanted to give um, the audience an inside look at at how we got started. We have a unique story, um, our our story, how we got into it, because it's kind of by accident. I didn't set out to to be where I am right now, um, but it's the lessons that I learned, um, the steps that we took, uh, accident or not, to get where we are. I think is very relatable um, coming from traditional agriculture and, and ending up in in agritourism. Um, and I, I wanted to tell that story. And so that's what I did. I took a little different approach this round and I told the story of how we got where we are and how it, how it's something that, uh, that other producers, other farmers could do. And, and I tried to, to, to let people know that they didn't have to do it exactly like me. In fact, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be possible to do it exactly the way that I've done it. Um, but that there was an opportunity for them to, to jump into agritourism and to help to educate and and to connect people with agriculture on on an infinite number of ways. And so I hope that's what I related in my presentation. Now, something that you did say in your presentation is that whenever you first had this idea and this brainchild of yours, that your family wasn't necessarily all in on the thought process. But it sounds like folks are very engaged and everybody kind of has a role now. Well, um, uh, as a kind of a, a, an old saying goes, if it's, it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, why do you farm the way you do? Well, that's because that's the way my dad did it. That's the way grandpa did it and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Change is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the same thing with agritourism. When I changed, it was something new. It was something that my family hadn't experienced. We didn't know the outcome. We couldn't calculate it. There weren't charts that said, here's what we're going to make or here's what we're not going to make. So it was scary. And, um, you know, there were, there were some questions. Uh, why are you doing this? Why don't you just, you know, why don't you do this instead? Why don't you just do this instead? Um, but, uh, but I was pretty passionate and still am very passionate about what I do. And I love the opportunity to, to connect with people. And um, it took a, a little bit of time, but eventually that shown that showed through and, uh, and the family's um, now very supportive and, and very engaged in, in what we do. And, um, and, and I think, uh, I think happy to be part of it and happy that 
we we went out on a limb and took those uh, risks. Now, I want to talk about the different aspects of your agritourism business, but take us back to the beginning and maybe where you started and how you might have done it differently. Oh, boy. Um, well, I actually started, ironically, um, from a class that I took, just like the one I led mm-hmm. um, at the conference. I, I, I learned about agritourism or the potential of agritourism from a class here. got me very motivated, very excited to start um, uh, to try something different. And pumpkins were where it was my gateway, um, uh, gateway plant, I think it's <laughs> safe to say. That was my gateway plant. And, yeah. um, and I... Um, one thing I wished I would have done um, is is a little more research. I was so pumped up and and young and enthusiastic and excited about jumping in. Yeah. I, I um, was the was the the definition of, of you know jump jumping in with both feet. Um, yeah. I did not look before I left. I, I just was all in it. Yeah. It would have probably paid a little better had I done a little bit of research. Um, but uh, but some of those lessons that I learned the hard way mm-hmm. were what built who I am and what the business became today. So, um, you know, we started back then with a couple acres of pumpkins and a couple varieties and we have, um, transitioned into now we grow 45 varieties. Um, and, um, we sell, um, we grow, grow and sell pumpkins coming off of 30 acres or more. And uh, we grow sunflowers and we've been in the commercial strawberry business and we do, field trips and we have a farm school and we do summer camps and we provide food and entertainment. Um, and our activities selection has gone rampant. We've got tons and tons of activities, but we've stayed true to everything revolves around agriculture. Every new slide or ride or anything we built started its life once upon a time as, as an implement or a vehicle of agriculture, um, in some aspect that way. Um, it has the ability for us to what we call indirect um, education. So indirect agriculture education. So everything on our farm gets our customers thinking about what was this? What did this used to be? Which um, opens up the door for us to say, well, this was used for X. And and we can, we can start talking and educating about agriculture. So I'm very proud that we've stayed true to that. And, um, and even though we, we kind of came through the school of hard knocks, um, I'm, I'm glad the way things turned out. You know, the School of Hard Knocks happens to come with some really good lessons that stick pretty hard. You're right. It sure does. <laughs> um, and uh, sometimes when you fall on your face, um, you just got to get up and, and do it better to, to make up for it, make up for the, the embarrassment or, uh, or the loss that you just suffered and, and do it better so you can overcome that for the next time. You know, it seems like you guys, you know, you you listed out the different aspects that you have. A lot of folks, whenever they think of an agritourism operation, you think of the pumpkin patch in the fall or the the corn maze or something along those lines. You guys have really diversified your your, uh, experience to have a little bit of something to offer just about year round. As our business has grown, I've been very careful to take time while we're open Mm -hmm. to watch customers. You can learn a lot by not talking and just watching. And so I'll often not wear anything that has our company's name on it. So people don't know who I am and I'll just act like I'm one of my customers and I'll watch and I'll listen. And uh, I've often said before that our success um, is only as strong as the weakest link of a family. So if a family unit comes out of mom and dad and and several children, um, all different ages, 
whichever one gets tired, runs out of things to do, something that's tailored for them to do, they're going to complain and cause the whole family to leave. If they leave, then, you know, I'm not making money. That's part of my, mm -hmm. my business. So I try to find um, something that fits all of them. The younger children, the middle-aged children, the teenagers are very difficult, but <laughs> mom and dad and grandpa. So, you know, we have a, a football game on um, for the, for the dads and mm -hmm. we have a, we have a full bar. Um, we've got, um, corn maze and and um, we've got a cannon that shoots ears of corn and a slingshot wagon ride for the teenagers um big slides for the middle-aged kids we've got kind of a museum of sorts for the grandparents mm -hmm. and we do uh, we've got a nature trail for that's grown to be more than a mile and a half long now <laughs> and continuing we got plans for another over mile and a half for this season um, but couples really like that. We do some farm to table dinners. We do weddings, uh, the live music. So we really try to get something for everybody yeah. for, for, from, from two years old to, to 90 years old. We have something for everybody um, on the farm is, is kind of our goal. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Now, you've had some folks sitting in the uh, presentation that you gave at the YNFNR conference who were who are where you were several years ago. Uh, for somebody just getting started and kind of wanting to dip their toe in the water, where is the best place to start? <clears throat> well, um, something I said in my presentation, it's something I've, I've said a lot. Um, agritourism, my, my favorite part of agritourism is your imagination is your only limitation. Mm -hmm. So don't be scared to let your imagination run a little bit. Uh, don't do something that somebody else has done just because they've they've done it and you know that it works or doesn't work. Don't be scared to blaze your own trail. Um, you know, get, let your let your fears get out of your way. Um, let the naysayers get out of your way. Just try something that's never been done. Have fun with it. Use your imagination, and uh, and who knows where it'll take you. But but I guarantee you won't find out if you don't try. So um, don't be scared to try something new just because it hasn't been done. Or because somebody says it won't work. <laughs> and I thought you also had a really good point that uh, you're around Harrisonville, as I said, just south of Kansas City. But you find that most of your clientele is nowhere near Harrisonville. Yeah. So um, in, in agritourism and really in tourism in general right now, there's a, a big push. <laughs> People want a day trip. They want to go somewhere and feel like they've accomplished something. They want to leave in the morning, do something that takes long enough that by the time they get back, it's after lunch or, or lunchtime. Um, so, you know, with that, I, I didn't realize that getting in. I thought that I would be, because I was close to a, a fairly large town, uh, Harrisonville's 10,000 people plus, I thought we would be a, a shoe in for that. Mm -hmm. But but as you alluded, we've, we've uh, figured out that our customer base is coming from an hour away, mm -hmm. two hours away. Every weekend I'm, I'm, but we're open. I'm, I'm amazed when somebody will come up and be like, this place is so cool. And I say, well, thank you. Where are you guys visiting from? And they're like, oh, uh, Illinois. I'm like, <laughs> Wow, are you visiting some family? No, we come down just to the pumpkin patch. We've got people now that are driving four and five hours wow. to come out. That's very flattering, but also very reassuring that that you don't have to be right next to a population. You have to create a good thing, mm -hmm. um, and they'll come. Yeah, you if you build it, they will come. <laughs> Well, whenever it comes to building it, where is also the first step as far as the business goes? I mean, do you need to go talk to FSA? Who do you need to talk to in this process? 
Um, it depends on where you live because there's there's different regulations for where you live. But yeah. if you live close to a large population, there's a good chance that your county will have some permits that are required um, through the, the codes department. That was something I, I misjudged um, that um, I wished I, I would have done. Uh, find out what you need to do to open a business. Come up with a loose game plan. You don't need you can't be expected to know the future, but come up with a loose game plan and find out if there's codes in your county that you would need to do. Um, so that's something you'd want to check on. And then I would recommend spending a little bit of time gathering some information. The Farm Bureau has a wonderful program, the um, Agritourism Conference. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in July this year in Hannibal. I believe it's the 14th to the 16th. That's right. Um, it's really close to then if that's not it. But uh, that's a wonderful conference because you get to actually go put boots on the ground and see different farms, uh, upwards of 10 of them on a, on one day where you just travel from farm to farm to farm. You may see everything from, from a Christmas tree farm to a, a wedding venue, a winery and a pumpkin patch and someplace that, you know, does field trips and someplace that has a farmer's market on the farm. There's, you never know what you're going to see, mm-hmm. but it's, it'll be really cool. It's a traveling conference. Um, so it's, it's a new and, and fresh every year, but, um, but the second day of it answers questions like the one you just asked me. Where do you start? How do you start? Um, you'll have a good a, a, an opportunity to network to mm-hmm. to find out what other people have done. But you'll have resources in front of you that tell you what kind of codes permits that you need, what kind of insurance you might need for something like that. If you need uh, capital, where do you access that? How do you access? Where do you, where's where's who's giving loans? Um, and then things that you maybe haven't thought of, concerns, um, things like that. And then uh, so it's a it's a wonderful place to start out. So I would strongly recommend that for anybody. And I want to point out that you're established in your agritourism business, but you still take the time to go to that conference each year. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's important um, to help new people starting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that I firmly believe that agritourism can complement um, other agritourism businesses. We need to stick together. Small business need, always needs to stick together, but agritourism is something that complements each other. People, you know, um, if, like like wineries. Wineries tend to group together because you go to one winery, you kind of want to go to the next one yeah. the next weekend. <laughs> it's kind of the sort of the same thing, but we're a really tight knit group of people. Um, we're happy to share ideas. Um, uh, I've made some lifelong friends in um, in the agritourism world, and we actually tour each other's farms. We hang out. We go on vacations together. Mm-hmm. Um, those are people that I met at this conference. So um, I'm thankful for the things that they've taught me, and I want to provide that to somebody else. If something I've done or learned can help somebody else, and I'm, I'm right there too. My, my phone number is always uh, phone's always available. Um, email's always open, ready to to help whoever I can. So. Well, Matt, if anybody wanted to track down and get more information just on uh, your agritourism business, how can they find y'all? Yeah, so our website is redbarnranch.farm. Um, has a wealth of information on there um, and um, and links to everything. You can find out about our business, watch a little video on us, um, or uh, our email is redbarnranch.farm at gmail.com. And then um, we're at uh, uh, Red Barn Ranch Harrisonville is our Facebook page. <laughs> Or um, or my cell phone number is always open. It's 816-258-1797. I'm always happy to talk agritourism or agriculture in general. Mm-hmm. And well, as you can tell, Matt is very passionate about the topic and always willing and happy to help and uh, share ideas and help folks uh, kind of find their place in the world as far as agritourism concerned. Well, he's been joining us here for this week's Digging In with the Missouri Farm Bureau. 